I'm Keaton. I'm Laura. And we love stories and talking about stories. So we're looking at the Bible as a story that's filled with real people. And we're hoping that if we um, show the human side of these people in the story, um, that we'll see God is real too. That's right. We want to try to read the Bible with curiosity and maybe let our imagination do more work than it gets to do when we read scripture sometimes. So we're going to start with the question, what did these people eat for breakfast? And we're going to see where it takes us. How did they start their day? And how did the rest of the day go? Welcome to The Breakfast Translation. Bad haircuts and breakfast. That's right. Do you have a story of a bad haircut? When I was in kindergarten, my pal got her hair. She got a bob and I saw it and she looked super cute. So then I got a bob. And as I was sitting in the chair, the moment that the hairdresser cut my hair, I started sobbing openly. <laughs> and it was, she was just she was just one cut in. So then this poor sweet lady just had to keep on chopping all of my hair off as I was just bawling. <laughs> Why do you think you were crying? I think that change was scarier than I thought. When I saw okay. it on my friend, it looked sweet. But then it was the first time that I had to undergo something that radically like changed what I looked like. So yeah. I think it just kind of freaked it me altered, out. It altered your self-understanding. Mm-hmm. Did you adjust to it? Yeah, I looked like a, I looked like a little cutie pie. <laughs> <laughs> you woke up, you were like, no, I, I was like, got oh, this. No, yeah. Let's wear this. Let's, let's rock this kindergarten class. Bring out all my angles. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you're exactly. Ready. Yeah, very Uma Thurman. <laughs> What about you? I I think I, so my mom cut my hair really short when I was a kid. I don't remember crying about it, but looking back at pictures, I think she cried about it. Oh. Because I had really curly hair. And then when I got that first cut, I lost all my curls. Ah, so So, she was mourning. Yeah. I think she regret, had some regrets. Mm. Um, So it was a very, Sam, a lot like Samson. Yeah, I lost all my power when I. So that's when I why you can't knock curls. over pillars. Right. Yeah, pre, I always wondered pre-cut mm-hmm. when I was, you know, four years old. I could, I could take out armies. I could kill a lion bare hands. <laughs> I thought because you looked scared when we saw the lion the other day. That's right. Yeah. Now, I'm, ever since then, that's mm-hmm. I mean, hardly killed any lions. Checks out. I also I was a victim of uh, my mom also got into perms. Oh yeah, and. But you, you were a victim, herself, so it sounds like it didn't go me. well. Okay. Yeah. I've seen some people rock some perms, though, even not, as of late. They I do did a good not job. rock a perm. Mm-hmm. I It was a very bad. Bad perm. Bad thing. And there was a few years, I've talked about this before, but there was a few years in a row where I would, well, there was one particular season that I remember where I got a perm. My glasses prescription got switched to bifocals. Oh, so you got, you had some peepers. (laughs) And I had braces at the same time, like my second round of braces, basically. Mm -hmm. And so that was a tough year. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I, I think I lost a lot of my power <laughs> in that in that moment. You couldn't even take out like a like yeah. a pig. <laughs> I mean, I almost had to have more power to make it through a day. Uh, but I, I definitely could not have caught a bunch of foxes. She must have really been grieving your curls to uh, yeah. artificially yes, put them back in. I think that was that part was of it. Response. Is she was trying to restore. The curls she had destroyed mm-hmm. and the artificial perm just could not, Samson, could yeah. not do it. <laughs> she, was Delilah, my, yeah. she was my Delilah. Uh-huh. Yeah. So this story is a funny one because I, it's so much a part of, there are things in scripture, especially in the Old Testament that become 
like a part of the cultural language, right? Right. Uh, you just kind of know it. Yeah. A lot of people, I mean, we were even talking before we started about the, the Hey There Delilah song, right? Mm -hmm. The, uh, I also have a connection because I'm of the age that remembers when Delilah was a radio host. Did oh, you ever hear no. the love songs? Delilah. And it was like this love song show with this uh -uh. woman named Delilah, which I feel like she probably got that name sort of from this story. Because you do get this idea of Delilah being like a a seductress, you know. Yeah, I never even connected. Now I'm connecting the Hey There Delilah because yeah. it's very much so a song of longing and like you are my weakness and we need to be together at all costs. And, exactly. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I think Samson, that like strength like Samson mm -hmm. is a big like metaphor, like a people people use that word picture all the time. And so I think this is one of those stories that has lasted. It's got it's got legs to it. Uh, but when we when I read it getting ready, I was really taken aback by how wild it is. <laughs> it is kooky, isn't yes, it? Yes, there's, there's a number of points to Samson's story. He did what? They reacted how? Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> so we should say he's kind of considered one of these judges, right? We talked about how in this moment of humanity, it's pure K, it's kind of chaotic. They don't really have a king or a ruler. And so these judges kind of emerge who are to kind of demonstrate the power of God through their life. And Samson is one of these stories. And like a lot of, I mean, it's a lot like a superhero story. Yep. Because it has like an origin story, right? You, you almost play it out like a comic book, or at least that's how I read you it. You could totally, it would totally fit into any comic book um, template. Because he has, he's born to a woman who believes that she's barren, mm -hmm. who prays for a baby, and who kind of then when she gets pregnant, sort of sets that baby aside to be special. The way she does it is with this Nazarite vow, um, which was reserved a lot of times for priests. And one of the conditions of that was to never cut their hair. And so that's kind of part of his origin story, right? It's not getting bit by a spider, but it, you know, but it has so many. He has a sacred thing to the him. same story beats of a lot of those, those stories. So, uh, but a big thing for Samson is, is he's, he's unlucky in love. Mm -hmm. uh, he falls in love with a Philistine mm -hmm. or a Philistine. Uh, it's kind of like, that's kind of like the old school GIF GIF whether it's yeah. Philistine or Philistine. I was actually intentionally waiting for you to <laughs> pronounce it first. Yeah. So then I can say, I yeah, 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 it's Philistine. Yeah, I usually try to just say those things with confidence mm -hmm. and pretend like however I said it is the right way. And we're going to go with, uh, I, we'll flip flop it. I like Philistine. Philistine, yeah. But sure. I bet it's Philistine. Mm -hmm. But uh, he falls in love with, so a woman he's not supposed to fall in love with is the gist of that. Because he belongs to the Hebrew community, to the Jewish people. And at that time, especially, it was like, you kind of keep marriage in our community. Because we're, again, remember all of this, just to, just to draw it all back, is all back to that, the promise between God and Abraham. And a part of that promise between God and Abraham is to populate the world with their posterity, with the posterity of the people who have a special relationship with God, the Jewish people. So in this moment, this would be upsetting to his people and to potentially unpleasing to God. Yes. And definitely to his mom. To his mom. Okay. <laughs> but also mom, to God. Mom does not approve. <laughs> There's this idea that God is going to have a, a people set aside who are going to kind of show the world what it looks like to be in a special relationship with God. And a part of that, you see this, like when we get to the story of Solomon, a part of his downfall is marrying all these women who worship other gods. 
And that's a piece of the puzzle is if you're going to be devoted to the one God, Yahweh, then that should be reflected in all the decisions of your life. So Samson kind of takes things into his own hands by falling in love and demanding that this woman be his wife. And uh, that doesn't go well. You know, he ends up swapping away that wife because of a riddle situation. There's a lot of riddles in this story. Um, High stakes riddles surrounded by a lot of emotion. Now his riddles are funny because they're, he's kind of the first Riddler. Uh-huh. Oh, I just made that. Speaking of comic books. The, he's first, the first Riddler. He's the first Riddler. Yeah. First Joker. Uh, he kills a lion with his bare hands. Like this isn't part of the riddle. He, he just did this that. This is a real thing. Yeah, he, kill, he or did that. It's told as a mm-hmm. real story. And honey, uh, he eats honey from a swarm of bees that are inside the dead lion's body. Yeah. As and, one does. And then he goes around and tells this story like he's Seinfeld. Like, you you, you ever have that thing where you kill a lion and then there's bees in it and then you eat that honey? <laughs> he kind of tells it. It turns into like his little stand-up bit that he does at weddings. Yeah, and he's he's like, he's a funny guy. Yeah, he's, he's portrayed as one. He's a jokester. And so he tells this little riddle about, you know, it's, it's from a body, but in a body, but of a body. And mm-hmm. it's about this eating the honey out of this lion. And his wife gives away the punchline. And so he gets real mad at her. And he's like, I can't, I can't stay married to this woman. (laughs) And so that's when he ends up, he does a couple more things. He also catches a bunch of foxes and sets their tail on fire. Uh, There's also a story where it's pretty blatant that he, I mean, again, we don't know if children are listening, but I feel like this Old Testament season is not really minivan appropriate no nope. <laughs> so kudos i mean i don't know shout out to those of you riding in a minivan but uh you will have to explain to your children what prostitution is if you read the old testament with them you're welcome yeah the, we didn't do it the bible did it he he does sleep with a prostitute and then he falls in love with delilah and their relationship also involves a riddle delilah's separate from the pr- prostitute though right yeah the, no that's a separate story sleep with a prostitute comma yeah so he's on his third woman in the story Uh, again because he's i mean he's he is just a a reckless person who longs for something he can't have or doesn't have yet so he falls in love with delilah he has this fun little game with with her where she's trying to figure out the source of his strength and the reason she's trying to figure out how are you able to kill lions with your bare hands how are you able to catch a bunch of foxes and set their tails on fire how are you so strong (laughs) becomes this riddle and a part of it is because she wants to basically give him away like she wants to sell him out so his enemies can defeat him and so he figures this out and keeps lying to her about what the source of his strength is so they get into this back and forth where he says oh it's this and she tells somebody and then it's not that yeah they they, she like tries to do it yeah i gotcha (laughs) and then finally after you know three tries or so because Everything's funny in threes. And so he he finally tells her his real secret, which is that his hair has never been cut. And this is, again, going back to this, this vow that his mother got him into, that a razor would never touch his hair. And so Delilah uses it against him, hands him over. His eyes get gouged out because he's weak after his haircut. He's like, like you felt, he feels weakened. I just cried my eyes out. His sen- yeah, that was something different. <laughs> uh, his sense of self is destroyed. And so he, I'm you sure know, he's heartbroken too. Yeah. He's victimized. He's betrayed 
Now, eventually his hair does grow back and he starts to get some strength back. And there's this, his last moment is this moment where he knocks over these pillars and he kills everyone who's holding him captive along with himself. Mm -hmm. And so it's just violent story after violent story. Um, and so I guess, what does this guy have for breakfast? <laughs> right? Bees from the carcass of the I mean, we know literally that he's he's got a taste for honey. Uh, I thought of him, I don't know if you ever watched, did, have you ever seen The Real World? No, but I know. You know I know it's, it's like this MTV show where a bunch of people are living in the yeah. same house. They it threw a bunch of people together. It was the very first reality show. Yeah. I'm familiar and with the in one of the seasons was a guy named Puck. And Puck's big thing, he used to just eat peanut butter out of everybody else's jars with his fingers. Mm, Puck. And I remember seeing that and thinking, that's like, I couldn't imagine a worse violation. Has a peanut butter fan myself. So I think I thought of Samson as like that roommate. You yeah. Have, just kind of reckless. Who just, yeah, just destroys your stuff. But specifically sticks his fingers in your peanut butter jar, mm -hmm. licks them and then goes back for more. Mm -hmm. Um just that person who is kind of, I mean, he's, he's thoughtless. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Reckless is the right word, I think. Um, but what is bizarre is that this is in the scripture, right? And this guy is seen as somebody who some part of him is faithful, right? Some part of who he is could be tied back to a gifting from God. His strength is not his own. And I think it's worth saying, you know, with our last episode was about Deborah and it also has this violent story and we're in this stretch of Israel's history where there are these demonstrations of power. And I do think it's at least worth saying that when power shows up in the Bible, even when it's these things that might look to us like tough guy competitions or right. like martial arts victories, or even Jael, the woman, like taking that temp temple, that peg and driving it through that guy's temple, right? Even these stories that are demonstrations of power, when power shows up in the Bible, it's, it's almost always in an, from an unlikely source that Samson has a, you know, he comes from, he does have this origin story of his parents not thinking they were going to have children. And then all of a sudden he's there and he's extra strong. Right. And so there's, the power that does show up is clearly from God and not from the people. So even when they're, they do wild, extraordinary, maybe even things that look senseless to yeah. us, it's still a reflection back on God's power and not the people's power. Mm. Um, I, that's all I can do with the story. I don't quite know what else to make of it. I appreciate you doing that because I do remember I, from the from right out of the gate, something I wanted to do with this revisitation of the Old Testament was considering it as a story and being able to sort of set down some of the expectations of um, what, what it's supposed to be doing. Yeah. But this is one of the ones where I finished and I said, and that was weird. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Uh -huh. Yeah. Because it's not quite, I mean, it, he does have this moment of weakness and, and so you could maybe work really hard to be like, it's in that weakness that he does finally kind of acknowledge God. Yeah. And he does have a brief moment. Yes. Of, of kind of recognizing who the, where his real power comes from. Um, but I was just reading this thing the other day uh, about Dietrich Bonhoeffer. Do you know his story at all? Have, we, mm -mm. have, we, have he come up in our conversations? He's um, a fascinating like theologian who 
lived and worked during World War II and during Hitler's reign and was trying to get the German church to stand up against Hitler and eventually was arrested as a part of a conspiracy to take out Hitler because wow. he just decided that was what a Jesus follower should do in this moment. Um, and so he met his own demise. You know, he was eventually killed in one of the concentration camps. Wow. But a, like a formidable theologian and thinker and writer. And he was in a phase of his life. He was kind of writing correspondence with a friend. And he was in a moment of his life where he was mostly reading the Old Testament. And you got to imagine that if you're in a world where power's at play and doing these awful things, that these stories you would look to for some comfort. And he was in a season where he was only reading the Old Testament. And I, I just loved this sentence. Uh, somebody asked him, like, why are you hanging out in these stories? And he said, because they're filled with men who tell lies vigorously, who kill, deceive, who rob, who divorce, and even fornicate, doubt, blaspheme, and curse to the glory of God. There you have it. And I just really dug that sentence mm -hmm. because it's true, right? Every yeah. episode we've been like, oh, this is so much messier Whoa. than what I would have expected to find. Uh, it is rated R in so many, in so many ways. But I, I love that sentence that they were, they lived fully, uh, but everything they did somehow pointed back to uh, the glory of God and to the power and the goodness of God in their lives. And I, I think it's a, we get a picture in our head of a God honoring life that it shouldn't include anything that's undesirable or that longing even, you know, that Samson keeps longing for things he doesn't have. His wife, his mom longed for a child that she thought she couldn't have. Like, but all of this longing eventually ends up becoming a part of the story of God, right? That we're reading that the story today, hoping there's something in us or something in it that will speak to us right now. And so I just think if we think there's no room, whatever our lives might have in it has a part of our stories. There's nothing that can't fit in the stories God tells. And I, I can't really right now think of a clearer example of that than oh, yeah. Samson. Right. 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 Um, there's, there's nothing you do that can't somehow fit into what God is up to. And so I, ho I would hope whatever we have for breakfast the next day. Um, or, you know, we talked about with Rahab, like sometimes the breakfast is the, the day after the day before. Right. And so whatever's on your day before, whatever, even if it's not violent, but maybe it's just nonsense, <laughs> you know, cause some of his story is nonsense. Mm -hmm. It's bad relationship choices. It's silliness. Right. Goofy, the the goofy riddle thing riddles, is so wild. Misplaced anger. Yes. All that stuff can be a part of the stories that God works in and tells. And they could last longer than you might imagine if you share them. And if you have some moment of weakness where your hair is cut. <laughs> so yeah. let's all remember uh, with fondness um, those moments when we have felt not sure about who was in the mirror. Thanks for joining us on The Breakfast Translation.